This has been a massive, massive weekend for Kylie fans. Tension is out there. It's everywhere. And yes, those of you who've <laughs> registered your disgust that I've listened to it, well, yeah, objection noted is all I can say. There are thousands of fans across the globe listening to Tension as we speak. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about it. Toby, you've heard a little bit of it. And Chris, you've heard all of the standard edition at a minimum. What's your general uh, impressions of Tension, the album? Um, do you know what? I love it. I I really do. I absolutely love it. Um, uh, do you know what? I think the most notable thing for me, having listened to most of it quite a bit now, is I, I saw her talking in early interviews about this album, right? And the whole sort of consensus around it was, this is the first album I've done in years that doesn't entirely have a theme, right? Um mm. And she spoke a lot about that. To me, having listened to this, it's it's actually, it has a theme to me. It, it's very mm. well stitched together. It has a very unique sound. Uh, yeah. I, I love the sound of this album. And to me, it's very, very cohesive. Um, and I really enjoy that about it. I, I love the sound. There's a lot of 80s, 90s stuff in there going on. I just, I, I love it. I really do. It's been an enjoyable weekend, doesn't it? Listening to these tracks. It has. I had house guests that I wish weren't here. I was like, can you just leave so I can <laughs> so Why I can be left to my own devices season? to enjoy this. It couldn't have come at a worse time, you know. No, 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 Chris, you've got it all wrong. This is the perfect <laughs> opportunity to say, hey, hey, I've got some new music for you. I tried. Okay, well, if they weren't interested, that's when you do show them the door, I've got to say. So I should you... come visit. We'd have a good weekend. <laughs> so, sounds good to me. <laughs> yes. Toby, you've only heard a few of the tracks and very uh, recently too. So yes. really interesting to get your perspective because you've probably only had one or two listens to them. Yeah, look, to be honest, um, I'm I'm going to say this is going to be her, one of her best albums, I think, in a long time um, for her fans and I think for the charts as well. Um, I think she's played her cards I think Padam Padam and Tension have really um, put her out there and I think she's, you know, given her hand away. I think Vegas High should be her next uh, release. I really love that and I think depending on what she does with a film clip for Vegas High, she's driving around in Vegas in a limousine with her hands up out of her the limousine, I'll be annoyed. <laughs> Step back in time. Part yeah, two. but I, <laughs> but I think she could really, I think she could really play on that film clip and really make that like her third single to really, um, you know, one, two, three, bang. I've done it. We're, we're going to go through a little bit of track by track. So, Toby, you're going to have, I suppose, the fortune of listening to Chris and I talk about some of the ones you haven't heard. And we might go in some sort of order, but even before we do that, Chris, do you agree with that Vegas High is the clear standout for single number three so 100%. far? Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, can, I, I think, and you know, you're right, Toby, in what you say, I think one, two, three, bang, bang, bang. Like, to me, it's the obvious choice. I mean, I think if they nail the video for that, I, I just think it's, it, it's the clear standout for sure. And she we, starts in Vegas also relatively co soon so co correct so i, I yeah. think it's you know i think it's going to be tied in very well with that mm. yeah it, and it's begging for some great visuals i've got to say too now please don't take this the wrong way i am loving the album more than anything 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 
However, mm. I just have a little tiny concern, mm. actually, and I think it's flourishing, and I'm going to share it with you <laughs> for fear of being lashed across the back. We won't <laughs> lash you. Danny Minogue 12-inch, but um, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm worried that this enormous new audience that have just come on board mm-hmm. because of Padam Padam, yeah. uh, they might be surprised and maybe a little let down if they're looking for more Padam Padam. Agree. Because it's not here. Agree. This is, this is not a Padam Padam yeah. album. Did you get the impression that this is very much golden is in there quite a bit? Yeah. Chris? Quite a bit. I did. Yeah. I, quite sorry, a bit. I did. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I get the impression from a lot of these tracks that some of them have kind of been revived from, from golden era sessions and uh, reworked and reproduced into dance tracks, you know, and, and you see her in interviews talk about how these days she always relies on this Dolly Parton test and anything can be a country song and then rehashed into things. I, I just, there's a lot of stuff in there that's reminiscent of what would have been put together at the time of Golden was was coming about, you know. Yeah, and we'll go through, like I say, track by track, but I think quite often we're going to stop and go, yep, that one could have been on Golden. Yep, that could have been a little EP that Kylie might have made back in the day. Anyway, let's do it. So Padam Padam is track one. We all know about that. Hold On To Now is track number two, and I find it interesting placement, actually. it's a It's a great song, but it's certainly not, my favourite. What do you make of that one, Chris? And Toby, I'll come to you if you've heard it, but don't feel obliged. Uh, look, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, it's it's probably one of the one of the very few growers on there for me. Um, I, look, I I I'm not in love with it. I far from dislike it. I think it was an unusual choice for the second track following Padam Padam. That's for sure. I agree with you there. Um, look, I, I, I I like it. I don't know what else to say about it, to be honest. Um, it seems to be, having heard her talk about it, I get the impression that this track may be one of her personal favourites on this album. Um, she loves it. She loves it. it. It's not one of mine. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm impartial to it. You know, it's, it's inoffensive. It's a track, but to me it's a filler track. It's um, not something I would think would be in the running to be on the single lineup. that's for sure. Track three on the standard edition is Things We Do For Love. Now, I've been listening to this one for a while now, so it's already in my Kylie DNA. But, Chris, you were the one who actually set me up with this one, I think. Is this the one where you said to me, yep, you're going to think of Corey Haim? Yeah. This, to me, is like some sort of um, 80s action-adventure movie soundtrack extravaganza. It's just, I, I love this song. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's good. It's but could it have lived on Golden? I think it could have. Yep, yep. It's another one that could have absolutely. You were very specific too, Chris. You said to me it wouldn't only be in an eighties movie; it would be in the credits as they rolled at the end. Yes, you know some robot, some robot that had just learnt to love, and then the boy runs and hugs it as it explodes into flames. I'm sure there were quite a few movies yeah, like that back in the 100%, 100%. day. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm sure it, it reminds me of something on. like um. Um, Flight of the Navigator or something yes. like that, you know, <laughs> like 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's a great track, though. It's it's a lovely one. She had a hand in writing that one as well. Um, tension. We're not going to linger on tension. There's a whole other podcast you can go and listen to about uh, oh my the tension gosh. video and the track and <laughs> the tension track as well. One more time. I love this one. It's. Uh, I'm getting there on it. I, I, it's it's funky. It's fun. Um, you think know. it's a bit generic? Come on. I do. I, I think it's a little generic. It's a little bit, Kylie, we've heard it all before to me, a little bit. Yeah, I can say it's very much a Kylie track, that's I for don't sure. Dis- I don't dislike it by, by any means. Um, it's just not a favourite for me yet. Yet, exactly. But yeah. I, I think I like it because on any Kylie album, I love it when I can gravitate towards those, uh, the bops, I suppose, and the golden-ish tracks I can appreciate them, but they're not ever going to be my favourite. And You Still Get Me High is track six. She also had a hand in writing this one. Mm-hmm. Chris. It's, got, it's got a lot of that similar to Things We Do For Love to me. Um, it's got a bit of that 80s sort of soundtrack vibe as well. Um, kind of reminds me, I don't know, it's a bit kind of, it reminds me of someone like Belinda Carlisle or, or, or female artists around that era, this track. I don't know the if way you agree it sort of that. speeds up, yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. This is of the ilk that I think I was telling you in text that there's a particular type of track that she loves, and uh, "Lost Without You" from Golden, mm-hmm. the EP type of stuff that she made back in the day, where there were about three tracks. They yep. were all, I don't know, they're a little bit avant-garde. And then they saw. I've never really appreciated them. I can't get on board. I like you still get me high, but it reminds me of Lost Without You from Golden and all of those tracks that she loves. She always says, they're my favourite. They're the ones that kept me up at night when I got them and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I do do agree with you there. Hands? Have we gone through Hands? I don't know if that's the song, but that's what I've got. Perfect timing there, Toby. Hands is, and I think, and I could be wrong, but Hands, I think, is track one on side B for all you vinyl fanatics out there, I'm pretty sure. And it wouldn't surprise me because the album seems to take a bit of a turn, a bit of an American turn at this stage. Uh, Hands, go on, Toby. What did you make of Hands when you first heard it? Uh, Look, I loved it. Um, I thought it was all over me (laughs) and it gave me um, body language vibes um, slash some house vibes. Um, And I know when Kylie released the album, she was like, it's going to be dance electric house you know have fun and i thought this was kind of her nod to that sort of house vibes tune um now i'm going to let you in on a little secret toby mm. chris and i it sounds like we're we're uh, old chums Cahooting. from way back we're, we're, we're rather not although i have to no. say chris and i have been listening to the original hands for quite some time now and mm. i remember when I first heard it from a, a nameless source. I immediately went, ooh, what's that? Because I'd heard Kylie's little snippet first, then I heard the full version of the original demo singer, I assume, and it just sounds wrong in her voice. So it was really delightful to hear the full HQ Kylie and do you notice version it's been shortened as well? It's, they, they've actually taken yes. some of the lyrics from that original demo out. 
Yeah, well, I knew they would, Chris, because when I was listening to that over and over, the demo version, I'm thinking there's no way Kylie's going to sing that line. Agree. It's pretty, I, I pretty filthy. The, I thought the exact same thing. There were some things in there that I went, this is, yeah, it's just not fitting, is it? It's just not her. I don't know. Mm. Unless you're black, I don't think you're allowed to really refer to people in some of the terms that were in the demo. Um, <laughs> and Kylie is not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, there was also, I think the bridge might be slightly different too. I couldn't quite work that out. Yeah. Um, it's, mm. Did you think? Yeah, it is. it is slightly different, yeah. You've got concerns about the layering here. And then after you said, is it really Kylie the whole way through? I've read a post on Facebook only today that says she's actually jointly singing it with someone. So I don't know where it is. She is hard to hear in some that's, parts of hand. That's what I thought in that kind of sort of that kind of rap bit that's sort of after the intro. You can't look. I've listened really closely going, no, she's there, but that's not all her or something. It's mm. it's quite different. Mm. This is funky though. Like it, it and look, you guys probably won't know who I'm talking about because I'm the only hip person in the room. But Doja Cat, um, there's a sample from a Doja Cat, very small backbeat sample from I think it's Say So, uh, is definitely here. I've identified it, I've isolated it, and I have confirmed it. And it is something that Doja Cat could have released. I think realistically. And Love Kylie, she's, I've seen her live all the time. She sings live, but I think she's, I don't know whether she's succumbed or she's agreed to, but the voice automation, mm -hmm. voice control that Cher did with Believe, and we were all mm -hmm. like, oh my God, what is this? I think Kylie's finally succumbed or said, yeah, let's play with my voice and let's do this that we can't wow. do. Let's make it electronic let's make a dance and and they all do it like i mean they in the industry they say there's only two people that don't do auto tune and that's one adele and two christina aguilera wait till you hear the whole thing i agree with hands uh, there's definitely a lot of you know that sort of uh, effect put on the vocal but as an album what struck me so much about Tension, besides the really short track times, because they are bloody short and it's really annoying when you have to keep pressing play over and over because I don't have it on streaming yet. Um, they're very short. They're all about three minutes or so. But is her vocals? I actually haven't heard Kylie's vocals so crisp and raw before. And in the interviews that she's been uh, giving over the past couple of weeks, she's talked about she's stuck in that disco mode of, of recording her own vocals and it's given her the opportunity to uh, experiment in a way she might not if she was with in a studio with lots of people around her so when she's in her bedroom a hotel room she says she can experiment and delete I love her vocals on on tension so far Chris what do you reckon agree yeah I know I do I do and I mean you know you're right too I mean you know there are some tweaks and and things there but the overall tone um you know and forgive me but 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 at her age it's it is it's crisp it's clear she's she sounds great on just about every track at her age come on now well poor you know. kylie green light my friends um i don't think you've heard this one toby so for chris and i uh you'd we'd both heard the chorus hadn't heard the verses what do you make of the full track? And I know you're a bit of a Kenny G fan. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, look, I 
when I first heard the snippet, I knew I was going to love this one. Um, uh, on hearing the full track, uh, and initially, I think when it comes to the verses, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I think from the snippet, I, I, I thought this song was going to have a little bit more kick, a little bit more oomph than, than what it did. Um, mm. Having listened to it more and more, I actually quite like it. I really like it. Um, I think on the track listing, it's placed really well after hands, you know. Yes, um, had to be after hands. Had to be after hands. And and I think one of the best things, just jumping back to hands for, for a moment, and, and as you say, being the first track on side B, whatever, I, I think it's the perfect track for this album to kind of, there's so much momentum building, you know what I mean? And that's obviously all generated around this whole idea of, tension as well but it's that nice little kind of almost like interlude where we're just taking it a notch back for a moment before it kind of kicks back into full swing and i think that these two tracks back to back on side b are actually really complementary with one another um as i say initially the verse is a little bit underwhelming the more i've listened to green light and again it's one of these tracks that kind of builds like there's a lot of these tracks in there that start off quite slow they tinker along and then you have this epic kind of ending or three quarters of the way through it really kicks in, you know. And that's mm. another thing I really like about this particular track. I think it's meant to be chilled too, Green Light. Like I was confused by the verses too, but that's because you and I <clears throat> need a bit of an uppercut, frankly. We shouldn't listen to the chorus in isolation for so long and then like what verse could live up to it. But now that I'm into it like you, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's meant to be a very chilled yes. track. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever track too, and like you say, uh, the absolute uh, cousin or brother, sister to hands, they go so well together. Yeah, three and minutes nineteen. And ironically, the two that were not written and produced by, you know, the rest of the people that have contributed to all the other tracks. It's true. No Kylie on hands. No Kylie on green lights. But for those of you who are really, really old and remember "Rhythm of Love" coming out. And the saxophone in Rhythm of Love. And was there a bit in Count the Days too? I think there might have been. But in those two American tracks from Rhythm of Love, Green Light gives me a little bit of that towards the end because it just, like you say, it goes into interlude. She's not even singing it, just a bit of a sax breakdown. I love it. Yeah, I miss, I, I've said this for years. So this track really delighted me. I miss a good 80s sax solo (laughs) i just i just love it so when i found this i was like wow that's just it's cool did you know kenny g made a made a and nobody knows what we're talking about probably but he made a comeback because of katie perry did he know i didn't know this yeah like like i was subjected to that man i just had to let him happen to me for about 15 years of my life because my dad loved kenny g basically i knew i was in trouble if my dad put on the Kenny G records. Mm-hmm. He made a comeback in Teenage Dream, and he's actually in the video clip. Did he just? I did not know that. I know. I know. I thought he must have collected all of his royalties that he made from the Bodyguard soundtrack and just, you know, <laughs> retired for forever. I mean, why well, we wouldn't you? <laughs> we could only hope. We could only hope. But then he came. Lucky, I shouldn't call it a comeback. He, he had a he had a one time only event. Thank God. I like I love the man, I really do, and I love a bit of sax, but yeah, mm-hmm. too much if you listen to like he's released about ninety two albums and that's too much saxophone, I would it's, say. It's a lot. 
it's mm. a lot. Hey, Got Toby. Slightly, my mom loved the Sex Pistols, so I grew up to the Sex Pistols and Johnny oh, Rotten. Really? So um, you can is your mum a bit of a punk, is she? She is. Mm. So you can tell I've gone as far left as I can <laughs> as possible, and I get those bangs on the door going, oh, my God, if you play that song one more time, and I'm like, mm, mm. I think we've all steered to the opposite of our parents. Chris, can I profile you for a moment? Would your um, – in your house, was there a lot of Aussie soft rock? Absolutely. Yeah, I thought so. Well, He's well from Brisbane, profiled. my friends. Yeah. Well profiled. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, we go <laughs> We go to you, Toby. Vegas High, it's one of the ones you have heard. Love. Love it. I hope it's her next um, film clip and her next release. Um, I just don't want her in a, in a limousine going down the Vegas Strip. She could be on top of Luxor, in Vegas, so many things I want to see and I hope that's her next drop. And you I know what you're reminding be... me of? Sorry to have a flashback there, but when Kylie was interviewed after doing the I Should Be So Lucky or whilst filming that, she said, I, in her very, very high-pitched voice back then, it could be set anywhere. I mean, you could have it at the top of a mountain. You could be in Switzerland. It could be anywhere. It could be anything you want. She was so full of aspiration <laughs> and dreams. I love it. So you're saying this this video clip could be anything? It could, but it has to be at Vegas. has to be in Vegas. And just don't be in a limo going down the strip. Be. Why? Why can't she do that? Oh, that's so corny and campy <laughs> and just... No, I could direct a better film. What about if she was on top of it, sliding around and it was all oiled and slicked up and she's just sliding if from one end to the other? If she was on top of the Mandalay or mm-hmm. the Luxor or something and That'd do it there was you. like, you know, they had that pinnacle point and she, she was the pinnacle point. That's it. Vegas high for you, Chris. Absolutely love it. I love it. Um, you, you're so right. It's it, Whatever the visual will be, it's just screaming for the right visuals. It's just screaming to be a single. Um, the first time I heard this song, I think I messaged you, I had goosebumps. The, the hairs on my arms were raising. I was like, mm. just when it kicks into that bit at the end, like it's just, you get such a rush from this song. It's so mm. exciting to me. I, I just, I love it. It's one of my standout favourites on the whole album, I think. I think the word euphoric, right? It's just that's that's what it is. And and I see lasers every time. I don't know about you guys, but when I listen to tracks, when there hasn't been a video clip, I make my own uh, visuals <laughs> and lasers, big, big lasers, because we know she loves a laser anyway. But Agreed. I just want my corneas burnt when this is played. Yeah. And, and look, within saying that, I, I think, um, you know, padam padam tension Vegas. I, I think it's a very, very complimentary third single, to be honest. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful trio. I agree. Yeah. yeah. They fit together beautifully. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Now, track 10, everyone is so cruel about. Poor old man. I think his name's Heldens or something. He's a DJ. He wrote a little track for her and the fans mm. have just clawed his eyeballs out. I haven't heard from him since. I think he's still in a bunker, probably in <laughs> Vegas somewhere. Uh, uh. But um, she's included 10 out of 10. And uh, by the way, can I clear something up? All of you people, and if I've got one on the line, feel free to face up to me. That's fine. I won't slap you down. This is not track one from Tension. It's just not. Padam Padam is track no. one from Tension. Yeah, I wish people yeah. would stop saying that too. Like, do, oh, your, do your homework. Come on. Fools. 
That was just her having a friend moment with someone, yeah. and they said, "Yeah, I'll put you on my album," and "Yeah, I'll put you on mine." And that was two, a, two years ago, almost over a year. Yeah, not two, but yeah, no, it, was a, it was a while ago. Yeah. But ten out of ten, I, I like it. But then again, I like "Mind Your Bee" by Britney Spears. So what do I know? <laughs> do you know what? That's a B track. That's a B track from years ago, and that's a whole another conversation. I mate, I, I I don't know why people don't like this track. I really like this track. I I think it's fun, um, and it's not one of those ring-ins that was like a you know a collaboration or a promotional single from, you know, well before the album release time where you go, oh, what's that doing there? That doesn't... <laughs> uh, it, it's quite fitting for the album. And, and I think where it's positioned on the track listing, I think it works. It's fun. It's... It belongs there to me. It's ca- it's catchy. It's fun. It's, it's lyrically fun. I find myself, you know, quite a hard song to sing, but I find myself jamming out in the car at traffic lights, just, I don't know, banging it out. I you love find it, it hard to sing? I do, yeah, well, it's it, it's it's a tricky. There's a lot of lyrics in there. Let's be honest, and it's very fast paced. And story is the final track on the standard edition. Taylor Swift, I reckon, very uplifting end to the album. Who's mm. heard story? Yeah, yeah. Tay Tay, nineteen eighties vibe. Mm, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. It's an yeah. interesting track. Um, I'd heard snippets of it before the full version, and I spent a lot of time trying to piece together why it was called Story, uh, and then it's all revealed about less than three, like three quarters of the way through. Like, oh, okay, there's this little sort of bridge that explains all of that sort of thing. But um, I really like it, and and I think it's a really well chosen last track for the standard version, to be honest. Now, the deluxe version tracks, I can only give a little insight, and if you both have any to add, please do. But Love Train is really quirky. You know how she always has a quirk? Well, not always, but she often has a quirky moment on the album. So, um, mm-hmm. um, Someday on Body Language, and um, uh, look, there's always there's plenty of quirky ones around. Uh, but yeah, Love Train is it. And, and interesting, on the Let's Get To It tour, and on the Rhythm of Love tour, I believe, as well, towards the end at least, she sang the original Love Train, which this has nothing to do with. Just imagine, I I just can't imagine if I've heard it or not, actually. Have you? Have either of you? Um, not in full. I've, I've heard no. a snippet of it, but that's, yeah. about, that's about it. Um, you know, a bit on the fence with it, I guess, from, from the small sample of it that i have heard I, I, look it's not one I'm, I'm not blown away by that snippet I, I don't dislike it um it's just it's kind of there um, well, if you don't like it don't worry about it it's only two minutes 36 so it'll be over before you can it's very upset. sure i believe it was written by karen Poole. this one who you know has worked with kylie quite a bit in the past she's probably a little bit disappointed it's ended up as a bonus track but hey there it is actually karen doesn't get a look in on the main album no she doesn't no, no. In fact, interesting. This is, the, this is the only one that she's had a hand in, I believe. Uh, yeah, but I think they wrote more. But it's the only one that's landed. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. The only one that and got there. Mm. It is, and somebody. Well, the best track wins, as Kylie sometimes says. The whole album, including the deluxe version, uh, "Somebody to Love," by the way, is the final track. I don't have much to say about. I'm, I, I think I have heard it, but it's not coming to mind. Either of you? 
yeah, I I really I really like this track. I do. Um, I think the reason. Oh, look, oh, to be honest, out of the three um, bonus tracks, I think this is probably the most worthy. That if it was going to be on the normal version, it it probably should have been. I can see why it's on the deluxe because I'm not sure in a track listing sense, which is so well-rounded, in my opinion, where exactly in there it would have fit most correctly, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but it is a track that I, I, I really like it. I really do. 45 minutes and 14 seconds if you buy the deluxe version. So you're not even getting an hour of Kylie. Is this for TikTok era starting to bite? Yeah, I think it is. And there is the longest, let's have a look, the longest track on this album is Hold On To Now at 3.57, four minutes. God, KM94 would be disgusted. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I don't know if you saw that. You probably did because there's nothing that you seem to miss. But I watched that really, really long interview with her with the American guys only recently where she was asked, you know, due to your longevity, all the rest of it, you know, what, what's your take or what's your slant on the music industry these days, all these years later, having done it for 35 years or whatever. Um, and she said, my biggest takeaway from it is that everything is kind of TikTokified, everything cuts to the chase quicker and all the rest of it. And she was then asked the question, you know, in your opinion, do you think that you lose storytelling through music because that's the case and it's trying to I guess if you like cater to that audience these days and she was very quick to answer um she said no absolutely not not if it's done right you know and then she referenced sort of Harry Styles uh, as it was it was obviously playing in the studio in the background and said to me that song's absolutely perfection and it you know cuts to the it gets straight to it right away you know it's not a totally new phenomenon. You know, Don't Bore Us, Get to the Chorus has long been around. Some of the best storytelling songs in history are short. Think of the Beatles, think of Your Song by Elton John. You know, yep. it can be done. It just seems, I'm just a bit cynical that you'd produce a whole album where they're all this short. And Tension isn't the album that asks for this but if you were looking for atmosphere and build up you know in km94 lots of instrumental build up and da 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 da, da it's not here it's not on tension and i'm not also like you i'm not saying it should be mm. it's just um uh, there are a few there were a few tracks there where i thought wow some sort of long mysterious intro would have done well on that um i agree I yeah completely, i completely even vegas agree. high could have done with maybe some sort of really dramatic build-up, to be honest, because it's such a um, euphoric... Mm -hmm. uh, once it gets to it, it's euphoric. So let's start slow, but it's not the way it's done anymore. No, it's not. And, and actually, it's funny that we're talking about this now and um, not intentionally reference another album, but going back to Disco, right, mm. it's, it's, it's ironic in the sense that she, as part of that whole Disco era release that extended versions package because i mean with that 70s kind of disco sort of sound a lot of them did feel a little bit scrimped in that sense as well and i really enjoy a lot of those extended versions from disco because you can't get that true 70s disco sound in such a short track a lot of the time or it takes a lot of genius to do that you know so i really like the extended versions well, disco was famous tracks. for its for its long, you know, Absolutely. interludes, even, and yeah, it just was. And even when you think of magic, you know, she that was short enough, and they still cut a verse out of that for the one that they released. And it's is that like, right? Wow. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, if you listen to the album version, there's a little extra before it gets to the first chorus. There's a mm-hmm. little bit of extra verse, and then the one that's released, it halves the ver- the first verse so that we get to, don't bore us get to the chorus so that it gets to the magic before people turn off YouTube. I assume, and I really believe that's why it is. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of all this, Corey? Has the world gone to hell? Is Corey gone? <laughs> you guys there? Toby, sorry. I'm here. Did I call you Corey, mate? You may have. I'm here. Are you okay, Toby? Have you fallen asleep? Chris and I bored uh, no, you. No, I'm listening to you. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what am I like listening thoughts? to two old men on a park bench, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. Mm. <laughs> no <offense>. <laughs> um, who, who threw the bread comes first? I don't know. Um, you went over a lot of topics. We did. But, I mean, look, you haven't heard the album yet. Can I, I'll ask you this. haven't heard Toby. the album. Let's I'll tell, go down I've, to I've, the I've, album. I've got a good question for you. Cool. Toby, the advantage of having you in this podcast is that you haven't heard the whole thing. What is your hope? What's your expectation? When you sit there and you listen to it and don't skip Padam, by the way, just because you've heard it before, play it from beginning to end, what are you hoping? I want to have a banging Friday. At home mm-hmm. with this, with the album mm-hmm. and some drinks. Okay. This and then I want to hear yes. that she's going to do a tour. And I want to hear that I'm going to get some A front tickets. Right. Do a meet and greet. Please do a meet and greet. I will pay you that $2,000 for a meet and greet because I have nothing else in my life. Um, Oh, Toby, that's sad. And but I've got to say, the Friday no, you just not. described mm. is beautiful. You're going to be listening to Tension, yeah, the whole album. You're going to be having a drink. Gonna Plus, at the very same time, she's, she's going to email you a special VIP package that you're going to pay for. I would love it. And yes. she's going to announce the world tour. You've got a very busy Friday coming up. Yeah. Can I also yeah. tell people? I don't know if anyone else in the whole world cares about this. And this will never happen again. You know how sometimes like Halley's Comet and the Moon and Mars and Jupiter, they oh, all yeah. line up at once, yeah. only mm-hmm. one time in a lifetime. Mm, Guess yes. what? On Friday, the iPhone 15 is getting released on the same day as a Kylie album. <laughs> it is, and I've ordered mine. I'm so shaking. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that my What did you son, order? I ordered the 15 Pro. Uh, Pro what is it? Pro? Yeah, yeah so Pro did Max. I. What colour? Titanium. The pro- yeah, I, I got the blue one, actually. Oh, okay, on, Chris. Yeah. You Brisbane people, you're very odd. Why wouldn't yeah. you go for the classic grey, the classic titanium? Do you know what? I had some sort of dare-to-be-different moment, and I've done Did that you? for the last, I don't know, 17 iPhones or whatever. So I thought, oh, you know what? I just, I don't know. I don't know. I chose the blue one. We've gone through the tracks. Let's just finish up like this. Chris, I'm going to leave this question with you because Toby's yet to hear the whole album. Mm-hmm. Chart success. I started off on a bit of a pessimistic note saying I wasn't sure if people who were looking for more Padam were going to get their fill and their satisfaction from this. Is this mm-hmm. going to be a chart success, this album? Yeah, I think it will. I think it I think it undoubtedly will. I mean, going back to Golden and Disco, I mean, even though, even though you know, a lot of the singles didn't, didn't chart well the album still went to number one right you know um and i think purely based around the fact that she has packaged the first two singles so well probably better than she has in well gosh i don't know going back to fever probably um i think there's so much hype surrounding this album um that there's no way that it can't chart you know i think people are just gonna 
be all over it like a rash, to be honest. Oh, God, I hope you're right. Now, my only concern, like I say, it's just because I hope for so much for Kylie. That's where the slight negativity comes from. I just worry that people are going to judge it harshly. People don't know Kylie tracks like we do. So think, if you're looking think, for Padam and then you listen to You Still Get Me High, yeah. you might be completely and utterly baffled. Yeah. I, look, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I think there is a high chance of, of that happening. The new followers that were searching for more Padam Padam are not going to find it and might be mildly let down. But within saying that as well, I think what, what Padam did from the beginning has created a new following for her and a much younger following for her that have started to go back through her catalogue, you know what I mean? And yes. because there's been such a long lead time between the first single and the album release, I think that's given a lot of that new following a real opportunity to understand her better and discover a lot of stuff that they that they didn't know about before. So it, it, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but it's going to be interesting to see how it how it washes out, you know? It's going to be fantastic. And um, for all those people that complain that we've listened to the album before it was released, well, too bad, very sad for a start. But I can also assure you that I will still be contributing to the Kylie chart success. Still streaming it, still buying it. It's okay. Don't panic. There's nothing <laughs> to worry about. Um, in fact, I would, I would confront you if you were face-to-face with me and say, what kind of Kylie fan are you to let bought, music float around the, the planet? Sign, I to? bought the sign signature album that just came out with Vashroom Records. You bought the what, sorry? She just released a signed copy of her album through Mushroom or Mush something. Mm. Of Tension? Yes. Is that the one you got, Chris, isn't it? That's the same one I got. Yeah, I got it too. I jumped on that straight away. We all jumped out last night. We were like, oh, my God, what is this? Get, what get, is it? Get, a get. CD, isn't it? Yes, with a signed placard inside the mm-hmm. CD. Yeah. Uh, how do you know it's her signature? That's the only thing I get sus on. Well, they say it's signed. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Maybe so Danny was signing them all on Kylie's behalf. I, I think know. she would sign them. I think she would. Like, I think she knows. Like, because we have Spotify playlists, like, no one's buying albums or CDs, True. I think. I, I am skeptical you know, on the front that I, I, I'm not sure where in the last three months she's had time to scratch herself, let alone sign God knows how many of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, hey, exactly. Let's, let's think what we want to think. So for all of you people, please go and listen to Tension. Let us know what you think of Tension. You can send us an audio recording. Just pull out that audio memo and go send it as an email, time to talk Australia at outlook.com. There are no ballads on this album. Well, no authentic ballads. It is almost just euphoric pop from woe to go. Some a little bit more mid-tempo than others. But this is a very uplifting album. If you've been waiting for the Kylie album that's going to lift you up, this is absolutely the one. It's a great piece of work, a great piece of work. I still wouldn't rate it up there with Light Years, personally, or Rhythm of Love, but maybe I should just give it some time, right? Give me just a little more time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Toby. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for Tim. Thanks for having with us.